everyone. Today is September 25th, 2021. This is the Dual Assessment, your podcast for Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. My name is Green Ranger. We've got a lot of stuff going on. Um, KC Cup just ended, so we have the new decks from the KC Cup. Top winner, we have all the top 10 decks. Well, most of them. As many as um, they can get. And of course, the new world release that's coming on the 28th. So this is pretty much it with this world. Um, Pendulum Summoning is coming to the world. Arc V, Arc 5 world, new characters, new level of cards, new skills, new mechanics. Old deal going on. So we get a sneak preview of two new cards that they're going to give out for free. And of course, Quattro. Quattro giving out it's an acquisition event, first of all, if you don't have them in the first place. But you get some new cards. That, I believe, will help Gimmick Puppets quite a bit. Um, being that I am a current Gimmick Puppers Puppets player, I think I can say that. So, yeah. Uh, I took a break last week. Um, I was recording on a different podcast, and I felt that it was the KC Cup Stage 2. So I didn't really feel like there was any content to um, talk about on the podcast. So I decided to give it a break and I decided um, to do it myself. So in the KC Cup, it took me until Sunday to actually get into stage two, which is kind of strange for me. I think normally I would have advanced earlier, but the meta being the way it was is very difficult. And additionally, with my playing um, kind of an inferior version of Gimmick Puppets, it's kind of the... It's the version before Quattro gave us new cards, so it's kind of tough playing that deck, and being that I didn't really know how to play a deck, there was a bit of a learning curve, but once I did get to stage 2, I put in 24 games, I won 15, which is a 62% winning percentage, which is very high, but typically that normalizes once you you know hit like 40 or 50 games, so normally I would have pr- probably put in 50 games, but... Given that I was late to the party, um, it resulted in an overinflated win rate and um, DP of ten thousand one hundred and two. I think once I hit ten thousand, I was I was tired and I was like, "That's all." A global ranking of uh, eighteen thousand one hundred sixty-nine. Um, pretty cool. It ended at sixty-nine. So um, props to that. I guess that's why I stopped. But yeah, I was doing it with gimmick puppets. And um, I think knowing how to play the base version of the deck helps me moving forward with the new cards. And um, I think the deck is in pretty good shape um, with the new cards and the new skill to be a meta contender. I think I think it's going to be a pretty solid deck. So I'm really happy that I've uh, spent my gems on gimmick puppets. I would like a third uh, terror baby. Only have two of those. But otherwise, my my collection is pretty solid um, with you know the other the other SRs that you need, and I have all the stuff from this event as well. So all of that lines up pretty good. Now the KC Cup itself, um, they submitted some of the top decks to Duel Links Meta, so I'm going to discuss the top decks. And really, what it is is the nerfs have not been announced. I'm not sure if they're waiting for Pendulum World. Arc V world to to rule over this meta, but this meta is um, 
quite frankly, an abomination. Um, I think we expected Anamot to take over first place, but they didn't. Anamot's definitely the top deck right now, but it was Thunder Dragons that took first. So let's go over the top decks in the KC Cup. First, uh, Global Rank 1, Haru, Destiny, Draw, Thunder Dragons. This deck, really, being the winner of the Thunder Dragons, um, well, it's not really a surprise because it's always a meta contender, but this deck isn't anything like... It's not anything you wouldn't see in a regular tournament. So, you know what it is, is Thunder Dragons, Chaos, three uh, Dragon Hawks, three Dragon Darks that pretty much built out the core, two Dragon Roar, and one Thunder Dragon Duo, three Thunder Dragons just for, you know, uh, thinning out the deck, three Aloof Lupines, um, three Sphere Kribos, one Trifortress top, so these are kind of your hand plays. Three Chaos Dragon Living Year, of course, this is what makes the deck what it is. Um, two Gold Sarcophagus, one Melody of Awakening Dragon, one Thunder Dragon's Hundred Thunders, and one Book of Moon. Extra deck being uh, Hieratic Sun Dragon Overlord of Heliopolis, Constellar Petalomi M7, number 61 Vol- Volcasaurus, this is their rank 5 play. Uh, number 22 Zombie Steen. Uh, Gaia Dragon Thunder Charger, Photon Strike Bouncer, of course, and number 25, Force Focus, which you see a lot in the Atlantis deck, at least. So this deck, you know, Thunder Dragons being the rank 6, rank 6 has proven to be one of the better um, XZs zones, and yeah, it's got rank 8 as well, rank 5, pretty a solid deck. Second place, Gotcha. Anamot to play Anamot. So, yeah, one of many Anamot decks you're going to see. And notably, this deck, being the top Anamot deck in the world, does not run um, Dodo Dwarf Go Go Glove. It's, it's, got, it's got one less monster or two less monsters than you would normally see. Two Utopic Anamonopia, three Zubaba and Gaga Coat, the, the Limit 2 split, one Gaga Head, one Gaga Sister. MST, 3 Book of Moon, 2 Forbidden Lance, 1 Bolt, 3 Dodo Draw, 1 Fiendish Chain, 2 Kanadia. And then the extra deck, Constellar Petalomi, Heroic Challenge, uh, Champion Excalibur, Gaia Dragon Thundercharger, Photon Strike Bouncer, Malevolent Sin, Steel Swarm Roach, and Swordbreaker. This is a card you see in some text. Third place, Shota, Anamata Play Anamat. Harpies, Hunting Ground, Harpies. Two decks here. Um, the Anamot deck has the glove in it, Dodo Dwarf Glove. And it's a full wallet deck, 3 MST and 3 Book of Moon. Harpy deck's interesting, 20 card deck with Hysteric Party. Typically you see a Hysteric Party in a like 30 card uh, fat deck, but it's it's just in this 20 card build. Fourth place, SOV, Cyber Style, Cyber Dragon, and Anamot play Anamot. Cyber Dragon um, consistently does well in these formats. Um, running Herald of the Abyss, of course. That's a, that's a card you kind of see in and out of the meta sometimes, and works pretty good for the deck to lose um, HP or life points. So they're missing the 5th and the 6th. Cairo, 7th place, Destiny Draw, uh, Ritual Beast. So Ritual Beasts, of course, um, you don't see them a ton on the ladder. I saw some last night, actually, but... 
they are pretty good in this format, of course, the tournament format. And it's amazing how t- how timeless it could be. A deck that was kind of like a tier three ish um, at its highest peak, um, being back and not much change to it aside from new uh, spells that we have. So three Tamer Winda, two Karibo, three Canahawk, one Petalfin, one Rampengu, two Elders, one Apelio, one Lara. Tamer Lara, I mean, one MST, one Book of Moon, one Lightning Vortex, two Ritual Beast Return, and Ritual Beast Bond. Eighth place, Shuhei, Destiny Draw Thunder Dragon. So this is a Thunder Dragon deck that runs uh, Caius, the Shadow Monarch, really being the spice in the deck. Uh, ninth place, this translates to Hyoko, uh, Harpy Signing Grand Harpies. No Harpy Harpist, so that was a card that you typically saw in the deck Recently, this deck does not run it. runs Cyber Harpy Lady instead. And negative 1 in 10th place. Cyber Style, Cyber Dragon. This is a full control build. 3 um, Drowning Mirror Force. Destiny Draw Thunder Dragon. This is a little spicy. You got 3 copies of Artifact Vajra. And Endless Trap Hell Ritual Beast. Another. This is a throwback deck. This is typically the spell that they did use back in the day. Uh, bad aims in it. Ritual Beast Ambush is a archetypal trap. Shadow Imprisoning Mirror. Floodgates. Paleozo Canadia. Perfect um, trap deck. Previous winner Sun Sun got 11th place I guess. That's something. And you know looking through the other decks that they have. Thunder Dragons. Anamot. A lot of the same stuff. Um, there's a Grit Witchcrafter deck at 14. So that's the highest that they hit. Harpies around. There's like a combo Thunder Dragon Resonator deck uh, that hit 18 for the Dobo Boy. Yeah, that deck has emerged out of this Kaiba Cup, this combo Thunder Dragon Resonator deck with no Red Dragon Archfiends. Luna Light, the highest one at 25, for example. TG's hit 27. Of the same stuff though. I just keep seeing same three decks almost. Trying to point out Masked Heroes hit 49th, beat down Masked Heroes. Lots of the same stuff. Another Lum- Luna Light deck at 59. Um, This is Mayakashi. Shiranui at 70. Gaia, the first Gaia deck hit 72. So that's a bit of a disappointment for them. It seems like the Resonator deck has kind of fallen out of favor and has merged with Thunder Dragons, which is interesting. Those are some implications that happened because of this KC Cup. Guki, the first one at 100. That's a bit of a disappointment for them. So yeah. They, that's that's what happened in the KC Cup. And, you know, because the decks that were so successful were so defined, it's easy to know what is going to be nerfed. So Thunder Dragons, um, Anamot, Harpies potentially, um, maybe Cyber Dragons again, I'm not sure. But um, being that the top 100 decks were so granular, 
um, makes it easy to know what to target. And also, we're going to go over Duel Links Meta Weekly 194. This is kind of the aftermath of the meta of the KC Cup. First place, Cam Neo Automata to play Automata. Yeah, can can the nerfs come already? Like it's just been, we need we need this deck kind of gone. Uh, <laughs> this deck runs three Book of Moon, three three Fiendish Chain, two Forbidden Lance as the back row. Second place, Jetski Automata play Automata. This deck runs Gaga Ga Mancer, which is interesting. No copies of Gaga Ga Head, so it's a little bit of a difference there. Top four, Simo uh, W. Demon's Resonance Resonator. So this is not a Red Dragon Archfiend deck because it does not run any copies of that card. It just does run Hot Red Dragon Archfiend Bane, but then the extra deck fills out three Red Rising Dragon, one Infernity Dune Dragon, and two Dark End Dragons. Deck itself, three Wandering King Wild Wind, of course, Doom Caliber, three Crimson Resonator, two Red Resonator, three MST, three Book of Moon, two Cosmic Cyclone, Two Resonators Call and Endless Trap Hole. And top four, Nezim, Anamana Play, Anamat again. Enough of this meta. So, you know, obviously we discussed the decks and in the reflected in the current Duel Links meta power rankings, Anamat has climbed all the way up to 36.9. That's like tier zero status right there. Over one-third of the power share is with one deck. And I don't think that the world release of of uh, Pendulums will do anything. So I think it's going to come together. They're going to announce these nerfs with maybe like a day before the world release or something. I don't know. They're going to have to do something because, you know, people are going to run these Pendulum decks into the teeth of this meta. And it's not going to do anything with what they give us. In the, in the beginning, because usually the power level will ramp up eventually, but right now, it's nothing that can stop um, these decks. Other Tier 1 deck, obviously, Thunder Dragons at 14.5, even though both of them are in the Tier 1. Thunder Dragons, uh, much lower representation in the meta than Anima, less than half of it. Um, and you do see plenty of Thunder Dragons, you saw it a lot in the KC Cup. And then also the new hybrid version with Resonators that has emerged. Probably taking some of the share away from Resonators, honestly. Tier 2, Cyber Dragons at 7.8, Harpies at 7. Honestly, these decks are both kind of healthy in my opinion. Um, they might just nerf them. But I think Harpies can be held in check with some of the Pendulum effects that are going on. Like the new Pendulum card we see does counter the bounce effects from... Cyber Slash. So I don't know if they're what they're going to do with these decks. Tier 3, we have Blue Eyes at 4.9. TGs at 4.3. TGs aren't really like a real threat to anything. Blue Eyes is just a deck we see a ton in the ranked ladder. And Resonators, Gaia, and Water XZs have fallen off the list predictably. Resonators being a shock, but they're still around um, either you know regularly in the Demon's Resonance Red Dragon Archfiend thing, or with this combo uh, Thunder Dragon thing that we're seeing, we may... Um, I don't think we've seen the last of it just because the skills are so good. Also with the Gaia deck, you're, you're going to see these decks plenty in the um, ranked ladder, especially, so it's not really 
they're off this list, you're never going to see them, but they will be something um, to watch out for. Especially when you're just going for King of Games or anything less less demanding than like a tournament scene, per se. Okay, so the main PvE event we have this week is another raid duel format. This one we've seen a, bu- a bunch of times, so it could be the last time that we have it. It's the Giant Grinder raid duel with Quattro. You get to acquire Quattro if you don't have him already. Otherwise, he's going to the gate after this event, probably. But we have two new cards for the Gimmick Puppet archetype and a new dual skill being more exciting. It's all a very good thing for this archetype. Um, One of the better events we've had in terms of what cards they give and what skills they give. Um, I honestly did this raid duel a lot more than other ones. Like I really hit, I hit an S on the last pack, so I really played the heck out of this event. But let's talk about the two new cards and the dual skill, which is pretty good. So you are card gimmick puppet scissor arms level four machine twelve hundred six hundred. Uh, looks like a gimp. When this card is normal summoned, you can send one gimmick puppet monster from your deck to your graveyard. So if you see this effect, um, it's like a premium effect. It is almost like Samurai Skull for a zombie deck, a vampire zombie deck, a Shiranui deck. And both those decks, you know, they run Gozuki and Samurai Skull. This is more like Samurai Skull because it's a normal summon effect and not one that you have to trigger on your own optionally. So, um, I mean, the effect of sending the card from the deck to the graveyard is optional, but the effect will activate no matter what. So this plays around Paleozoic Canadia, Floodgate, Book of Moon, various things. So you're guaranteed a disposal of a uh, deck, a card deck, a card from your deck to your graveyard, which is very strong. In uh, Duel Links, it has always been. The most common target is going to be Dreary Doll. And, um, you know, that's always that's always the key to starting out Game Cup is, is to dispose of Dreary Doll as soon as you can. And, you know, the whole goal of why, the whole reason why Relinquished Puppet was such a good skill is because the Destroy will send, like, you, to activate the skill, you have to throw away a card from the deck, so that's Dreary Doll. Gimmick Puppet Scissor Arms, you run three copies of this card in the deck, and that just increases your consistency of activating it, you know, in case they do counter it. So, um, you know, um, you could still also throw away other cards. So Dreary Doll's in the graveyard already. You could throw away, you know, Bisque Doll or Magnet, Magnet Doll, I think it's called, Different things, and you still have Junk Puppet to bring them back, and then you still have Dreary Doll, so it sets up a lot of plays with the archetype. Now with Scissor Arms, um, it makes the card Relinquished Puppet, not Relinquished Puppet, Condolence Puppet, less good. Um, Both cards do dispose of things from the deck to the graveyard. Condolence Puppet I considered one of the better cards from the last mini-box, because it had the ability to punch out two cards. But depending on your build, I think you may just run one or the other. Um, Condolence Puppet does have the extra ability of 
um, effect destruction protection on your monsters, but gimmick puppets his arms is just another level four monster. You kind of pick and choose which one you do, but um, this works pretty well with relinquish puppet as well because you're gonna have to destroy. You could play this card, and then you have enough cards to make a rank four XZ summon as well. There's also a lot of upside with the new dual skill. So this is this is a card you're gonna see play if you're playing gimmick puppets only. Like that's the only reason you're gonna even play this. If you if you don't have the cards for the archetype, then whatever. Not, it's not a useful card at all, but it does seem like a very good piece for this archetype. Now, the other card we get is not new. Um, it comes with Relinquished Puppet. That's Gimmick Puppet. That is Troy. Level 4, Dark Machine, 1200-2000. When face-up on the field, you can target a Gimmick Puppet on the field. Destroy it. When this is sent from field to graveyard, special summon one or two Gimmick Puppet monsters from your hand. This card leads off the gimmick puppet play pretty much with relinquish puppet because that was the only skill that they used and it it's debatable how useful it is in the main deck itself and if you're running relinquish puppet there's pretty much no reason to have this card in your deck because you're ready to start off with one being such a powerful dual skill um you can debate about it if you're using gimmick puppet four or eight but destroy is more like gozuki than samurai skull uh, in that you have to trigger the ability. Now, this card is pretty good in the mirror because you can just use it to destroy your opponent's monsters. If they're running like a XZ's gimmick puppet, you can just pop that card for free pretty much. And um, you don't have to destroy yourself. So that's that's a huge benefit of having this card. Um this card is more for the hand, though. It's, it's it's only for special summoning cards from the hand. So there's clunkier things, like Bisqdal. Bisqdal could be tricky with the new build. So Destroy is useful for summoning those cards out of the hand. Because often Bisqdal is stuck in your hand and you have nothing to summon her with. You can also use this to bring out Magnet Dog. You can use this to bring out the Gear Changer. There's some things... Um, I think this card won't, yeah, obviously it won't see play in the relinquished puppet build because you already have one. Um, and there's only so many, you know, rank four plays you can make, but in the gimmick puppet four or eight, um, it's yet to be determined how useful this is, but you know, it's not a bad card in any way. And it's always there for the builds that require more bisque dolls or more things in the hand. So it, it's useful in that regard, but not as good as the whole, let, let, let's say they shut down your graveyard or something. They use an abyss, uh, abyss dweller becomes really meta, sealed tombs becomes really meta. This card becomes better in that case because you're playing from the hand instead of using those graveyard effects. Now, the new dual skill is interesting. It's called Gaming Puppet 4 or 8. Um, I think they phrased it wrong here, but choose one of the effects. It can be used twice per duel and once per turn. First effect, change the level of all level 8 gimmick puppets in your hand to 4 until the end of the turn. 
or um, change the level of all gimmick puppets on your field to 8 until the end of the turn. So basically 4 or 8 as it says. And obviously, as people have pointed out, the main appeal of this skill is being able to expand the extra deck outside of dark dark uh, attributes and gimmick puppets. So Relinquish Puppet and a bunch of other ones, they required the dark monsters and gimmick puppets. Now, obviously, if you expand it past that, there's a lot of good level uh, rank 4 and rank 8 XEs. Um, like Abyss Dweller, Utopias. Um, 8s, you have the Heli- uh, Hieratic Dragon Overlord of Heliopolis or whatever. Um, there's a lot more. I just can't think right now. But it it expands the whole extra deck. And that makes it so much better. Now, the first option changing level 8 to 4 in the hand, that obviously helps with normal summoning big things. Rear Doll, Bisque Doll, they're both level 8. You can normal summon them in a pinch. Um, and then if you change all the gimmick puppets to level 8, that helps with potential rank 8 power plays. So Terror Baby, Scissor Arms... Terror Baby, Troy, those could become 8 instead of 4. So that's pretty strong, you know. Um, you don't have to run your rank 4 play at that time, and you have the option to change them to 8, depending on what you have, what your opponent has on the field. So, but the biggest appeal is just being able to expand your extra deck to other XZs. So, you know, it's pretty good. And... You know, the gimmick puppet XEs aren't great. The, um, I don't know what the card's called. Gimmick puppet of arms. Oh, gimmick puppet of strings. It's just 3,000. The effect is kind of mediocre, frankly. The the string effect is kind of mediocre. And then the giant grinder is decent. I think you would run giant grinder as a tech, but it does destroy two cards. That's something, but the hieratic Dragon of Heliopolis is better. Typically going to be a better choice um, in terms of destroying things on the board than Giant Grinder. So, yeah. Um, but overall, you would still run those cards. You would run probably like one, run one of each. But notably, if you're playing Gimmick Puppet 4-8, you have to be less reliant on Dreary Doll, because Dreary Doll does require the Gimmick Puppet XC summon. It has to become a Gimmick Puppet XC. So, you can't just use Dreary Doll to make Ariatic Dragon Overlord of Heliopolis, for example. So, that's something to look out for. Alright, so that's the Quattro event. And we have another new card this week from Mission Circuit, and this is the Trap Hole of Spikes. It's been nerfed because of the effect on burn cards. We got one copy of this card. It's a trap card. And your opponent, Monster, that was normal or special summon this turn, declares an attack. Destroy that attacking monster if you do inflict damage to your opponent equal to one quarter of the original attack of that monster. Oh. Uh, this card is very situational. Monster has to be normal or special summon this turn, has to attack. So this is a battle phase only uh, trap. 
which means it can get popped by MST or Cosmic Cyclone or Harpy's Hunting Ground or Nightbeam or a bunch of other things before you can even activate it. Now, this card will steal you some games because they could swing. They have 1,200 life points. They're using blue eyes. You pop blue eyes, and then they lose 1,250. So, whoa, I just completely butchered that. It's 850 with blue eyes because you have to divide 3,000 by 4. That's 850. I could still be wrong, but I think I'm right. Not 1250. So you could steal a game occasionally, but more often than not, this is worse than a regular Floodgate Trap Hole, Paleozoic Canadia, a bunch of other things that are better than it. Even Wall of D arguably is more consistent than this card. This card will win you some games every so often, but not the best card in terms of consistency. Now let's say you're running like an Endless Trap Hell deck, full control deck. You just need trap cards. This could work for you, but in a regular trap setting, there's going to be many better options than this card. So it's a hard pass on... Trap Hole of Spikes. Alright, so the last thing I'm going to talk about is the ArcV World Release. This is coming on the 28th, so that's Tuesday in America. And we have these uh, characters, Yuya Sakaki. Oh, I'm going to mess that name a lot. Zuzu Boyle, that's easy. Gong Strong, that's easy. Silvio Sawatari. Um, Ace Monsters, Odd Eyes, Pendulum Dragon, Loom Diva, The Melodious Choir, Super Heavy Samurai, Big Benkai, Abyss Actor Superstar. So, um, Odd Eyes is a new archetype. Abyss Actor is a new archetype. Melodious, we've seen way back in the day. So, Melodious um, will get more play with Zuzu and her things. So, you could kind of use that old archetype. And of course, Gong Strong, Super Heavy Samurai, that was definitely an impactful uh, deck in the meta. So you would be well served to have those archetypes at hand in case they become pretty good with the ArcV world release. Now, in addition, World Celebration, we get a bunch of things. Um, I'll talk about the new cards, but we also get some UR and SR Dream Tickets, probably one of each. Gems, probably a thousand. Some play mats. And skins and skill tickets. So the skin, the playmats is Yuya Sakaki with Yugi. Uh, Atem, I mean. And yeah, I don't know anything about this guy. But I'm always happy with the new world release. Let's talk about the new cards. We get these prismatic cards. Stargazer Magician. Dark Spellcaster Pendulum, level 5. Pendulum Scale 1. 1200 attack, 2400 defense. So, pendulum effective. On pendulum monster you control battles, your opponent cannot activate spell cards until the end of the damage step. Unless you have a magician card or odd eyes card in your other pendulum zone, this card, pendulum scale, becomes 4. Monster effect. Once per turn, when one other pendulum monster you control and no other cards is returned to your hand by an opponent card effect, you can special summon one monster from your hand with the same name as that returned to the hand. So as a monster, this card isn't good. With base stats, 
2400, one tribute. So you're going to need to tribute one monster to play this card, unless you cheat it out with Mystic Tomato or something. Um, I mean, obviously there's a better way to cheat this card out than Mystic Tomato, but you get what I mean. The monster effect protects against bounce effects, so when a Pendulum monster is returned by card effect, so returned by like Cyber Slash Harpy, you can special summon a monster with the same name. So you just you just take that same card that was bounced and you bring it back. So this is um, anti-bounce protection, which is a little situational, I must say, but it is something. It's something, but it's not. It's not really worth playing as a monster. You're one tributing for low stats, and you're protecting against bounce. And then there's a pendulum effect. If a pendulum monster you control battles, your opponent cannot activate spell cards until the end of the damage step. So this is um, protecting against Book of Boon, um, enemy controller, any of those forbidden uh, lance, chalice, those cards. So that's pretty strong. And um, so this card has a pendulum scale of 1, and I'll try to explain this uh, if I can. Pendulum scales go in synchrony, so this being a one is very good because the one allows you a big range of cards to play in a pendulum summon. So, um, if they have like a if the other side's a three, you can only do a two, if that makes any sense. If it's an eight, you can make two, three, four, five, six, seven. So that's pretty good. Um, it's going to be a left side pendulum, I think, if it matters. But otherwise, if the other card in the pendulum zone is, is not a magician or odd eyes, it becomes a four. So that's a that cuts down what you can do in the pendulum summon in half. It goes from one to four, and that's bad. So you have to line up your two pendulums so that they make sense. The other card has to be a Magician or Odd Eyes to make this be a versatile Pendulum effect. So overall, this card's not really worth it with Monster Effect, but its Pendulum Effect's pretty good. So I would just play this as a spell, being um, being that it's a pretty good ability to negate those spell cards and increases the scale of the Pendulum Zone. So Monster Effect bad, Pendulum Effect pretty good. Now the other card's a companion of this, Time Gazer Magician. It's pretty much like a normal ability, I think. Um, it does have a monster effect, but it's like normal, so it's kind of weird. It's Dark Spellcaster Pendulum, level 3, Pendulum Scale of 8, 1200-600. Uh, monster effect, oh, Pendulum effect, you can you must control no monsters to activate this card. If a Pendulum monster you control battles, your opponent cannot activate trap cards until the end of the damage step. Unless you have a Magician or Odd Eyes card in your other Pendulum Zone, the Scales Pendulum becomes a 4. Monster effect each turn. The first card in your Pendulum Zone that would be destroyed by opponent's card effect is not destroyed. So Similarly to the Stargazer, this does not have a great uh, Monster effect. It protects cards in the Pendulum Zone from being destroyed once, sure. Now the Pendulum effect, it negates trap effects when you battle. So... This plus Stargazer makes all your guys become Ancient Gears, so they negate spells and traps, which is pretty awesome. 
and the pendulum scales an eight. So with Stargazer at one and Time Gazer at eight, you can pendulum summon two, three, four, five, six, seven. Um, without without a compatible one, it becomes a four, which kind of sucks. So the whole goal is to have these two cards in conjunction, one to eight. That's as good as it can get for the scales, I believe. And you get that whole um, ancient gears effect on your card. So these are good starter pieces, but I think they're best used together with the cards that Yuya Sakaki gives you, probably. And um, they're, they're starter pieces to help you learn how to do this whole thing and not really... I don't think they're going to be meta or anything like that down the line, but they're good pieces to give us in the beginning. Okay, so that is it. Upcoming news. September 28th, massive update. The new ArcView world as discussed. Early October swing into action. Pendulum summoning challenge. I'm not really sure what this is, but this is like a thing that counts how many pendulum summons everyone does, and we get this uh, worldwide achievement or whatever, one of those things. Early October, DD Castle, Supreme King Jaden, new UR card, Supreme King's Castle. Mid-October, Tour Guide Bingo, new SR card, Fairy King, Albver Ditch. Mid-October, Turbo Dual Grand Prix. Mid-October, Duke Devlin to the Gate. Late October, Obtain a New Character. Late October, Mission Circuit, SR, Big Tusk Mammoth, not a new card. Late October, Tag Dual Tournament. And Late October, Dual Quest, uh, not an old... Not a new SR equip shot. That is it for the podcast. Thanks for listening. You can listen and subscribe anywhere your podcast, and also it's on Roku. Check out the podcast and more at the website, thedualassessment.wordpress.com. All of the back episodes are on this website. Website. Email me with anything at thedualassessment at gmail.com, or you can find me on Twitter at dual underscore assessment or my own account at Green Rangers CCG. Thanks for listening. We'll have a whole new world next week. Very pumped for that. See you then. Discuss it. <laughs>